Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the This and That Podcast with Alex and Mondo. We start episode 18 for entertainment purposes only, where Mondo and me attempt to be pro prognosticators with our five picks of the week, as well as looking at some college football and discussing what's our favorite french fry. Mondo, take it away. What is up, everybody? And of course, as always, thank you guys for the support you've given us. Our crew of supporters has honestly just kept us going. We adore and love you guys. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Without the support we get week in, week out from you, it is very tough to do this. So we really appreciate it. So let's let's just jump right in, Mondo. We're going to, every week, we're going to have five games that we pick. Uh, against the spread, uh, we are going to avoid dolphin games for the most part because we don't um, know how just we're because <laughs> because we're, we're homers and that's going to be very tough to pick against the dolphins and even pick the dolphins because you know better. So like those picks will never come out correct. <laughs> um, so we're going to probably always avoid the dolphins unless something happens where we kind of don't have a choice. Um, but first game I want to look at, Mondo, and I want to say, actually, this is probably the game of the weekend. Um, I would say of all the opening games, it's the um, can- defending AFC champs, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, five and a half point favorites at home versus Cleveland. Yeah. What do you think? That, that game is interesting because, I mean, everything that I've heard, Cleveland is kind of favored to be one of the big teams this year i mean i didn't, I didn't expect it because i mean i guess we're used to the cleveland browns of old where they say they're going to be great and they fall apart and they suck i mean they did hang with the chiefs last year in the playoffs i mean they had there was a five-point loss at the end of the day uh in the playoffs and there was no Odell beckham there um i true. think cleveland has the right coach i think cleveland is probably the team that's best built to stop kc when you think Okay, they have. I believe they signed Jadavion Clowney on yeah. their line to put on Miles Garrett. If they're able to pressure him, I mean, they're probably they're trying to do the Tampa Bay model, you know, where the right. only way to stop them is to pressure them with your front four and hope your back end holds up. And I think Cleveland's defense can do that. Um, yeah, and that's now, the thing. yeah, will they cover this? I, I actually think they will. Honestly, you think I, Cleveland and, covers. I think Cleveland will cover the five and a half. I think this is actually, I think Kansas City wins. I think it's a field goal game. Um, so I actually think can't, I, I'm actually taking Cleveland. I, I will, I think I'm Cleveland act- will, will take care of this. Well, this is the beginning of the differences. So I guess this is good for entertainment purposes only. Entertainment obviously. purposes only. <laughs> and so again, we'll, like you we'll were be saying, keeping track of this. Yeah, we'll be keeping of, track. <laughs> we'll be going over it weekly and seeing who, uh, who actually. Uh, knows what they're talking about. Probably <laughs> neither of us. Probably, um, it'll be a solid tie. Yeah. But talking about Cleveland, because you mentioned that they're built to kind of stop or at least give them trouble. It's Cleveland has the running game. And that's the thing. You want to keep the ball away from Kansas City and they can do that. But I don't know, man. I know everybody says, oh, whatever. They almost they will be fine. I have a feeling that it's going to be a blowout. I'm, Everybody's gonna be freaking out in Cleveland, and and then and then the world's gonna end. But then you got to realize you're playing against Kansas City, and it's week one of oh, an extended one. season now because it's what 17 games. So. Yeah, it's 17 games now, so we get extra time to p- make picks. Yeah, absolutely. So there we go. First game, I believe Cleveland will. Like I said, 
I do think Kansas City will win. I do think right. it's going to be a close game, though. So I think it's a field goal game. So Cleveland mm-hmm. will will cover the uh, the five and a half. I think I think Cleveland will take care of that. And Mondo thinks the Mondo's given the five and a half, and and they think thinks KC is gonna gonna take it. So we'll see where we go from there. Uh, what game do you like next, Mondo? The game that I find interesting, just because the line is so big, is the Buffalo Steelers game. Buffalo is a six and a half, a six and a half favorite at home. Now, obviously, Bills Mafia. When the Bills are at home, that place gets nuts. I mean, I'm just excited to see how many tables are broken at oh the my tailgate. God. Oh my god! I oh, they're gonna set a new record. It's their first time back. They have a legitimate MVP candidate. I think he's yeah. the favorite in Vegas. Um, in right Josh Allen goes, this yeah. year, last I checked, he's the favorite. Like, I hate to admit it, the Bills are a fun team to watch. Like, I hate that they're in our division, though. I hate that they're in our division. <laughs> yeah, but they are a fun team to watch. They're and, scary, you bro. Know, I mean, honestly, I they they could be one of the favorites. Honestly, they they're they're a team that can make a run in the AFC. Absolutely, I truly believe that. And like th- this Bills team will forever like I'm forever gonna love this team because of a playoff game against Houston and the commentator they had, um, Booger McFarlane. God, Booger. I'll never forget him telling that telling the Bills that they should spike the ball on fourth down so they can stop the clock <laughs> when they were losing the in the playoff game. Like on fourth down, spike the ball. Spike it, spike no, no, spike it, stop it. No, that's a, that's a turnover. <laughs> Like and then and then being shocked oh, when they actually frustrating. Like sometimes I wonder how they get these jobs, man. Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was it's bad. Um, but I'll tell you what though, I got the bills to cover this, man. I, I, <laughs> I I'm all aboard. Oh, bills cover. I'll, I'll give the points. I'll give these six and I'm not. Now look, I don't. I do think Pittsburgh is going to be a better team than last year. I do think that. However. I think Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I mean, everyone knows I went to UCF, so Gabe Davis out there, say, I think, is Gabe, Gabe. Gabe's my boy. Like, he's third receiver on that team, but he makes plays. He's like, yeah, I, I'm i taking the Bills to cover this. Like, yeah, I really do think. I, I think it's a touchdown game. Touchdown, 10-point game. Easy. Yeah, I, I and the thing is, like, Big Ben's there, and obviously so everybody's like, oh, you can't get out Big Ben. I'm like, Big Ben's knees, I'm not even sure how they're still functioning. That guy has to be a cyborg because <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the video. I mean, it's famous of him in practice. Like, they'll throw pads at quarterbacks to get them to, like, run around them. But when, when they did it with Big Ben, they literally he throw it at pads. him, and he, he hit, and he runs through the pads. Yeah. It's like, and that's how Big Ben is, but there's just something about I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was wrong on Josh Allen. I thought Josh Allen was going to be nothing. Like, I thought he was going to be a bust because I didn't really know anything about him, obviously. But Josh Allen's the truth, man. Like, I got to say, Buffalo's going to take this and take it back. One of the more... Yeah, so we're in agreement there. We're both taking the points and Buffalo with the six and a half. Um, one of the more interesting games that I found... Um, this week, which I be, you know, I wish I had an expert in Vegas and I can call them and ask them what would the spread be if Deshaun Watson was in fact playing. Oh. Um, because Jacksonville in Urban Myers and Trevor Lawrence's first game are two and a half point favorites on the road <laughs> in Houston, which tells you all you need to know about the Texans. Um, that is. That's that's pretty nuts to me, Mondo. 
But to yeah. the same token, to the same token, I I do think the Jags might actually cover this because the Texans are just they're a dumpster fire. It looks like. Well, they are because because I was looking at it because you know as we'll get into it later. Obviously, we have the fantasy football league, and I was looking into just stats about the Texans because when you look at the fantasy football waiver wire, you see a lot of Texans. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking at it, and they basically said that the Texans plan to run the ball a lot, even if they're losing. So that's telling you exactly all you need to know <laughs> of what's going to happen. And I just honestly think that, yeah, two and a half points basically means that Jacksonville would have to win by a field goal. And I see that happening. Like, I, I, I think Jacksonville's covering this game. Yeah, so I, I'm in agreement there. We are both on with Saxonville, as they like Saxonville, to call Saxonville, man. I miss that. Duval. So. I missed when the Jags went went to that playoff, had that playoff run. Blake that Bortles, man. Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles UCF. Baby. I can always bring it back, everyone. I can always bring <laughs> it, it always back. Charge on. UCF. And speaking Blake of Jacksonville, because funny enough, Jacksonville's on the road this week, but there's still a professional football game going on in Jacksonville. So we have Green Bay versus the Saints, and it's actually a home game for the Saints because of Hurricane Ida obviously went through – Louisiana, and they won't be able to play their home game there, so they will be playing it on the, a home game on the road in Jacksonville, which sucks because you knew that that for that game back in in freaking New Orleans. Well, man, there's that there's a nuts. lot there's a lot in play. Well, well, first I heard something of, I believe today New Orleans mayor believes they'll be back for their home game October third, which okay. I hope that's the case. I really do because that place is going to be bumping. On that first game back, I I will be watching that game. I guarantee you, if that's the case. Um, that being said, there is a huge difference in this game. This game was going to be played indoors in air conditioning on a nice Sunday afternoon. <laughs> now you're going to be playing in swamp ass Jacksonville <laughs> in the heat and humidity and muck of Florida. At, I believe it's a four o'clock game. I'm not sure on the game on the kickoff time. Yeah, I think they um, lucked out that it wasn't a one o'clock. Game. That's one. That wasn't they. They got lucked out that it wasn't a one o'clock game. Holy crap! They were done. Can that you imagine time. those two teams showing up and be like, "Oh what the fuck, Jesus!" This? Yeah. So that is an adjustment that's going to be made by both teams, I believe. I mean, I think for the Saints it's easier. You, you can practice outside and simulate it. I guess I don't even know where they've been practicing. I think they've been practicing at TCU. If I, yeah, if, last I heard, I think it was TCU. I don't know if they were still practicing there, but I know for a while they were practicing there. They were at TCU. And this um, game is interesting, man, because Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, even though they're both on the road. But – and it's funny enough. I don't know if we're going to differ on this, but I'm going – I keep going back and forth. But I gotta. Go, I think I'm going to go Saints, man. God bless you, bro. If you're you're trusting Jameis Winston, I am. God bless I, you. I I, am, I, tr- no. I trust LASIK surgery. <laughs> he got LASIK. I can, I can I can I understand I understand the reference there. However, no, it's 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 still Jameis Winston, man. I can't like until I see it. I'm sorry, I will not believe yeah. it. And Aaron Rodgers is a man on a mission to get his next contract from his new team next season. Because <laughs> it's not going to be Because J- it's not going to be, so it's going to be a contract year, Aaron Rodgers. And and I'm, I, I am a firm believer in contract years. Like, players that are going to have, like, outrageous seasons because it's contract years, you know? Maybe he's auditioning for his new team that he's playing against this week. That oh, It's possible. But, you like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, okay. there's guys... 
there's guys out there who like in contract years like have career seasons and right. then they never ever approach that type of year ever yeah. again. Yeah, they get paid and then <clears throat> Yeah. Um or they, they yeah, exactly. They don't care or it's just like like they can always do it. Like I'm a firm believer and not to switch sports too much here. Um Mbappe out in PSG is going to have the greatest season in the history of seasons. He's gonna kill it. He's on the contract here. And somebody everybody thinks he's going. Everybody <laughs> thinks he's going to Real Madrid, but he can drive up his value. And now he's playing with Messi and Neymar mm-hmm. and all of them and all these new guys. They got. He's gonna he's gonna ball out, people. I'm telling you right now. You heard it here. Mbappe is gonna go absolutely nuts this season. Um, but either way, see tangents. That's what we. I, I feel like That's we the add those into our into like our slogan tangents <laughs> here. Um. But that leaves us with our fifth game of the week, Mondo. And it's the first game, I believe, in Allegiant Stadium is the name of it. I, I like to call it the Roomba in Vegas because... The Roomba in Vegas. It, it looks right, like a the, giant Roomba. Like... The Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. Versus the Ravens. Um, And I believe, Mondo, are you suiting up at running back for the Ravens this week? Um, I think I'm the best bet right now because for anyone that's been living under a rock, apparently tearing your ACL is a prerequisite to be a running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Actually, anyone on the Ravens. I don't know if you read the full story (laughs) of what happened today. You're right. Um, So, Marcus Peters, I don't know in which order it happened, but Marcus Peters, their starting corner. And Gus Edwards, their starting running back, tore their ACLs on back-to-back practice plays. Oh, it was back-to-back plays? Oh, you didn't know that part, did you? No, I knew they both had, had torn them, but I didn't know it was oh, back-to-back. Oh, it was back-to-back plays. Yeah, oh, they that said That kills morale, man. They Holy said it during crap. the pregame. It, ha- I I, it happened to one guy, and it happened right afterwards. Yeah, it, it's, it's no bueno. It's no bueno. Um, but, yeah, man. So, that's, that's tough. So... And I liked I liked what the Raiders are are doing, man. I I don't know if they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I I know they're good enough to beat this Ravens team. And I think the four and a half they're getting, I think they win by a touchdown. So I'm gonna take John Gruden, Chucky, and Royal Raiders, and the Raiders, man. I think that's that's the ride well, I'm making here. This is another one Viva, where we flip. Viva Las Vegas. This is where we flip because yeah, they're down their running backs, but. Their star running back is still their quarterback. And I'm not saying he's only a running back because I firmly believe that he is a quarterback in the NFL, is Lamar Jackson. But th- what's going to be tough, obviously, is they're just going to queue in on Lamar Jackson. Obviously, there's no running backs in the backfield. Levy so- on Bell, baby. <laughs> your, your fantasy team's hoping Levy on oh, Bell takes off. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I had just picked up Gus Edwards because I had Travis Etienne. As I think I believe I discussed this last week on the pod. And now Gus Edwards, as we just said, tore his ACL. So I immediately went and literally searched Ravens running backs and Le'Veon Bell's name popped up. I'm like, all right, <laughs> why not? But yeah, I'm going Ravens, man. I don't know. So, all right. So about it. our first week of games to recap, we have in the Kansas City Cleveland matchup. I am taking Cleveland to cover the five and a half. Mondo is giving the point and taking Kansas City. Uh, in the Raiders-Ravens game, we have another split with me taking Vegas and the four and a half, and Mondo believing the Ravens will cover that. Uh, 
we agree on the Buffalo Steelers and the Jacksonville Texans game with Buffalo and the Jags respectively covering. Um, and we are differing on the final game at the neutral site game, if you will, of the week in Jacksonville between Green Bay and the Saints, where I am riding with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, not just because he's my fantasy quarterback. And Mondo is riding with Jameis Winston, of sentence that I never thought I would other. But as I spoke about my fantasy football, let's talk about this week in our fantasy football league, Mondo, as we get our season started. And as we have told you before, we're going to have a fantasy football game of the week because we got our league. So we got we got to push it. We got to push it. We got to make the plugs happen. And this week, we got the Safe Space Brigade versus Miami El Pirata. And Safe Space Brigade's coach or manager, I don't know what we want to call it. Their manager is Juan Nipples Reese. And yes, I did say Nipples. And my cousins can tell me if I'm wrong. But to my understanding, the reason he's called Nipples is because he does not have feeling in them. Oh, I thought it was because he had like three or four nipples. So he's I like, thought that he for has, the longest he time. Has, he has nipples. Like he just has a no, lot no. of nipples. He has two. He just oh, doesn't feel oh, okay. anything. Oh, that's that's odd. <laughs> and the manager for Miami El Pirata is Jose, Alex's brother. Yes, 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 yes. It's a family affair. Um, very shocked he wanted to join the league. Um, forgot his login for draft night. However, this matchup is actually the closest matchup of the week. Um, with Safe Space Brigade having a just over two-point projected total over El Pirata. So, I mean, it's definitely an interesting uh, matchup, Mondo, looking at it here. Yeah, and looking at it, because obviously the two points, I mean, in fantasy football can change because if the points, if somebody scores points and your projections automatically go up, but this game hasn't even started yet because nobody has anybody playing tonight, which is Thursday night. And just looking at it, who I'm going with, I got to go with Safe Spray Brigade. I can't even say it's a tongue twister, man. Safe Spray yeah, Brigade. He, he made his He's name like a really tough one, tough one to say. <laughs> but I got to go with them because honestly, I'm looking at the teams and. He's got kinda, higher top end. That's the thing. He's got he's got the high he's got the higher high level talent, if you will. And I mean, there's okay. Here's the thing with with it, Pirata, and, and to throw my brother a bone here, um, he's got a lot of players that you don't know what you're gonna get out of them. Right. You don't know what you're gonna get out of Saquon. You don't know what you're gonna get out of Joe Burrow. Like I think that's a big thing. I think if you get Saquon of old. Oh yeah, the Saquon that that will give you you know fifteen twenty points a game. This is a completely different game because he can true. catch he can catch better than Derrick Henry can. Let's you know what I'm saying like he's yeah, Derrick Henry. They hand it off and you're like, all right, go 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 hit some go right. But like, so I this is definitely a, I, the most interesting matchup because, just because there's a lot of unknowns on my brother's team. You don't know what you, like I said what you're gonna get out of Burrow. Now, what is interesting, and, I, and this always intrigues me when teams do this. When, when teams do this, so Saquon Barkley is playing the Broncos. Mm-hmm. My brother has the Broncos. <laughs> I just, I just noticed that as you were saying it. That's it. It always, like, and I get it. It happens, but that's always one of those things that it just it kills because you're you're literally leaving taking one from the other. You know, especially in the case where your defense is involved, where. I feel like defensive points are limited already as it is. 
you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. And not, and now that you mentioned that, I was I was really looking at say Space Brigade's team, and they're fully betting on the Tennessee Titans. Because he's got Derrick Henry, he's got AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Don't you have Tannehill? Yes, sir. Oh Jesus Christ! You better, <laughs> when you play him, you better play Tannehill and hope he like throws it to like everyone else. <laughs> I'm screwed that game when I play him. I mean, yeah, dude. Who's their tight end? That's who they need to catch the ball exclusively. <laughs> I have no idea who their tight end is, man. It's some guy they probably drafted. Nuts, man. Um, but yeah, that's that's a heavy heavy bet on. Arizona's defense is a good defense, though. I mean, that's that's gonna be a tough matchup. I mean, Russell Wilson's always good for points. Um, they weren't sure on Eckler last I heard, so that's interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing because apparently his hamstrings kind of been killing him. So, which is a worry because I have him in my what we call my money league because it's the only one that I pay for, and he was on the side because of his hamstring, and his hamstring was actually what kind of kept them out of a bunch of games last year. So the big worry is what's going to happen with him. So as we know, Mondo's already announced his pick with Safe Space Brigade. I am going to ride the family for this one and take it Pirata because I, I, you know what? I actually have a feeling. I like Justin Jefferson a lot. I like Allen Robinson a lot. Like, there's a lot of good things on his team, um, and I'm, it's just a better league if Burrow's doing good and Saquon's doing good. You know, it's just. It's. I feel like they're gonna have a bounce back year. I would not have taken Saquon in the draft just because of the injury risk, but he's definitely worth the pick if 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 he's healthy. Saquon, I believe at five, which is where my brother got him, mm-hmm. absolute steal. But you know what, Mondo's gonna try and do now. He's gonna try and steal the title from me in everyone's favorite segment, and that is that's ridiculous. But so is this. And this is getting starting to bum me out, man. Because everybody in my family keeps telling me, like, that, that when they listen to it, they listen to it just to see if I win. And it's and I'm start, starting to feel like a pity thing at this point. <laughs> and like one day you're gonna get it. I'm like, I'm not five. Like, I'll be okay. <laughs> and it's one of those things. So since you are the Harlem Globetrotters, you obviously get the choice. Would you like to go first this week, or would you like to go second? Go on second. All right, sir. So I went to. One of our the reason websites. the reason I'm going second is because I have multiple stories, so I as, right, it makes as sense. <laughs> yeah I can judge accordingly. So, going off of our favorite website, and that is Vice.com, because you know I finally found Vice. All right. I saw a story this week that it's kind of it's it's a little older, but it's one of these things that I read it and it kind of fucking blew my mind. And the mm-hmm. the title of it is Petty Man Forced Family Members. Out of their graves in the name of politics. Now, just to give you a SparkNotes version of it. There's a family in Indonesia that the wife is, well, was <laughs> running for office. And her husband has a plot of land where all the family members are buried. Right? And he asked the family to vote for her because obviously we want to stack the ballot box. And get her to win. The family was you on the... Think you would think your family would vote for you. Not this <laughs> They were, They were, like, firmly against her. Like, completely against her on the opposite side of the freaking aisle. And the guy's like, listen, if you don't, you know, vote for her, like, I'm going... Your, the, your family 
is not going to be able to be buried in my plot of land anymore. Oh. And they're like, all right, bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, we're not voting for her. So he literally had them, is excavated the right word? I don't think excavated is, whatever. Disentombed so is the word that I'm making. <laughs> he took out all of his wife's family that was in, or he took out all no, of his family. His I'm family, curious. his family, his family. Oh, so he took out all of his own family because his family wouldn't vote for his wife. Exactly. The, the line was, correctly. if you don't choose Iriani, which was his wife, then nice these name, graves will What was the name? What was it? Iriani. It's actually a really pretty name. It's actually a nice name. It is a That's very nice, a nice name. name. Like, if you don't choose her, then these graves will need to move immediately. I mean, let's talk, talk about standing up for your wife. Yeah, but like, damn. But apparently, apparently they, they they were invited to the village head the village head's office. It's like a small village, right? Mm-hmm. To the office for mediation. <laughs> so they ended up going to mediation to see if they could actually be kicked out. Well, it's his land. He can do what he wants of it, right? Exactly. But last I read, they didn't get kicked out. Because what they did is that they would rather vote than pick a side. So in the end, they didn't vote for her, but they didn't vote against her. So they they found the gray area. They abstained. They abstained. I mean, he still kind of fucked her, though. Like, I I mean, they still didn't vote for her, though. They didn't vote against her, but he wanted them to vote for her, right? Yeah, but I guess since they didn't vote against her, it was like that loophole. Remember, again, it's a small village, so I guess you can only do so much. But that's, but that's even worse if it's a small village and they abstained. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's even worse. <laughs> there's there's 12 people and six of them abstained. Can you imagine? Yeah! Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's one family. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, <laughs> something that I just saw, and I, I'm sorry... It goes, and it goes, so where does it leave us? Like, and it talked about, and this, I will look up to that, that there was apparently, in this same village, there was apparently an election where a fake candidate pair known as Dildo was one of the most popular choices. So, a lot of shit goes down in this town, apparently. Say say that again? Yeah, yeah. There was a fake candidate pair, because, you know, they run in pairs, Uh known as Dildo. Now, I will look into it and bring it back next week to know what election this was i feel like you got the wrong ridiculous story from that election you're right like and i feel like that, that's that's what's happened here it's a follow-up <laughs> i mean i'm gonna have to follow up i mean you me. may have to get that story for next week's section but i mean i feel like you got the wrong one dude <laughs> okay listen there's too much shit in this town apparently okay so only because i love the stupidity and <laughs> stupidity's fun oh uh, stupidity's fun hang on one second hang on i'm between i'm, I'm, I'm down to two um, I'm definitely so. Just to give you what's what's happening here, I've obviously I always have like three or four stories. I am not using the Baby Yoda story, so I'm not using the Baby Yoda story that I have. Um, let me read this one again. You know what? That's too close to home. I'm not using Florida person. I'm going. I'm going to Vice. I'm going to Vice. I'm going to Vice. Um, so we're going to Vice. We're going to our favorite favorite website, um, and I'm gonna just read the headline, and then I'll go into the story. Oathkeeper snitched on himself to FBI agent during tattoo session. 
<laughs> Hold on. What? Okay, I I I need more. I'm biting. So, but I need you more. Know, okay, okay. So let's let's start at the top. Let's start at the top here, and just for context, do you know what the Oath Keepers are? No. The Oath Keepers are a far right militia group. So I don't know if you've heard of something like the Proud Boys. Yeah. Um, in that vein, in that in that okay. kind of. Like realm super, of like super of extreme, super conservative, super extreme right. armed militia kind of thing. Um, so Rob Roberto Minuta yeah. unwittingly, unwittingly poured his heart out to an off-duty FBI agent who stopped by for an appointment. He happens an oath keeper and accused Capitol rioter. Oh no! Who owns a tattoo parlor in upstate New York? Unwittingly poured his heart out to an off-duty FBI agent who stopped by his business for an appointment. So he's facing serious conspiracy charges for his alleged role in the January sixth insurrection, or riot, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Was lulled into a false sense of security when the group of people, including the agent. Booked an appointment to get matching tattoos at his parlor, Casa de Dolor, de Dolore, in Newburgh, New Mexico. During the three and a half hours that the off-duty Fed and his entourage were getting tattooed, he covered a lot of ground with regards to his case. Oh, Jesus. According to recently unsealed court documents. He even ordered them pizza. <laughs> <laughs> He told the group that his life had been crazy since January since January 6th. Do you know who Roger Stone is? You've heard the name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a cartoon character. Right. He was security detail for Roger Stone. Yeah. And called everything fake and claimed that he saw Antifa at the Capitol. Of course. Uh, he said he had to turn in his firearms in exchange for being released pending the outcome of his trial. Holy and had crap. some problem with security at airports. No shit. No shit. Uh, let's see. Some parts of the FBI memo are redacted. This is an official FBI right, memo that was released. Um, he spoke to someone twice on January 6th to provide information about the someone's security detail. And another to advise when the detail left. Obviously, that name is redacted. Um, he also knows about those calls because the FBI has gone through his phone records. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, the off-duty agent submitted the memo two days after the after he was at the tattoo shop and insists that Minuta volunteered the information about his case and that the agent only asked one clarifying question. So it wasn't like he tricked him it wasn't like like he suckered him into saying talking about this. No, this right. guy just said, "Hey, I'm going to talk." These guys seem like stand up guys. I'm going to tell them about my life. Right. And little did he know <laughs> that we had an undercover that uh, off duty FBI agent. Um, yeah. So take that, Mondo. There's, there's no. You can't beat stupid. That's something that you can't, you beat, can't stupid. beat stupid. Like. That's okay. I'll take that one on the chin because hey, you gotta you gotta own when you've lost. And and should I give you should I give the people a second story, Mondo? Since I yeah, have I another think you one, should save it. I think you should save, save it. Save them. We'll save them. I say week. save. Okay, him. so no extra no extra story time, folks. Mondo has has put the kibosh on story time. It's because I'm sad. But 
we're going to start talking about some really fun things. And what's funner than the return of college football traditions with full crowds? And we are going to be going through our, in no particular order, top five favorite college football traditions from the history of college football. So, Alex, take it away with the first one, bud. I mean, the first one, I think everybody kind of saw this on last Friday night. And, I mean, you had to have chills watching the full crowd, watching the student section. And that's Virginia Tech with Enter Sandman and just the buildup. Like, and like I said on Twitter, it, it, it definitely helps that Enter Sandman will forever slap, right? That buildup, just, just how the song is. But, like, that atmosphere, it, there's, um, there's a certain thing about certain atmospheres I find, Mondo, that you can feel it through a TV screen. Does 100%. that make sense to you? A hundred percent. I was gonna say because I just you could watch the video because because in the in the research that I was doing for this, even though I can say it's research, but I honestly just do this on my free time is look up college football entrances. Yeah. They, the ones that you forget about sometimes, they just give you chills through the TV through the phone screen, and like you said. Man, Virginia Tech is just one of those. I mean, again, as a UM fan, I'm not a fan of Virginia Tech. But there's something about when that Enter the Sandman comes on and you just see everybody getting into it and the players in the locker room then start getting into it. That it just oh, it gives you chills, the man. Crowd, the crowd singing it. Like, just every you could see the whole stadium jumping. So I imagine that that's shaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it is madness. Absolute madness, Mondo. And speaking of madness, I'd be mad if I didn't talk about, obviously, UM. And it's not because I'm a UM fan, even though it helps. But the smoke, when UM runs through it, is something to me that's huge. And it's not just that they run through the smoke. I just remember hearing the stories from my dad and obviously watching the 30 at 30 and all that, how they told them that they couldn't use the smoke. And I believe it was like the athletic trainer or one of the graduate assistants or something got the fire extinguishers and used the fire extinguishers as the smoke for them to run through in the eighties. Yeah. They were the first team to have like an entrance like that with the, you know, with the smoke and all that. So that's what made them so original. I think that's what kind of stands out about them. Um, my favorite though, picture ever involving Miami and fire extinguishers was so Miami, Florida state, a tradition that didn't make it on here was, and that's because we hate the Seminoles. Um, is Chief Osceola placing the spear middle of the field as he comes right. to the course. I will say it is a pretty cool tradition. That being said, there is a picture out there of UM's Sebastian Ibis running out there and putting the torch out with the extinguisher. That's what you love to see. And he got arrested. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he did get arrested. But you know what? That's one of those that That's, the boosters it's, it's probably college, bailed about. It's college football, like <laughs> it's stuff like that that you kind of love in college football. You know, yeah. I love that a whole lot more than, than this whole planting the flag nonsense. You know, <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> um, and then one of another one that I one of my personal favorites, and again, I which I mean the stick in the ACC here, Mondo is Clemson's. And Clemson's, it's it's a whole buildup as well, a lot yeah. like Virginia Tech's. Um, you know, because you see them, they get the, their locker rooms on the opposite end from where they come in by. So the entire team gets on a bus. Um, like I think it's three or four buses eventually. Yeah, it ends up being three or four buses because it's the entire team plus the coaches plus the assistants, everybody. Everybody, everybody. So they drive around the stadium to then run down the hill and touch Howard Rock. 
it's really one of the cooler entrances, I think, in college football. Yeah, and it's one of the coolest ones, and it honestly is one of the ones that gives me, like, one of the scariest moments, because they're running down this hill in cleats, and you see some of these guys, they're jumping, like, on the hill, like, up and all that. I'm worried one day one of them, it has to have happened that somebody got hurt running well, because down, right? they have an awkward little flat section before, yes. and then it goes back <laughs> down. So, a lot of these guys, so they don't go through the flat section, they just jump over it, and that's where you see this big jump from a lot of the guys. Because they like to just jump over that flat section and just keep going down. Makes sense. I'm surprised more guys haven't torn their ACL. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah, because it's one of those things. For those of you that haven't seen it, it's like a hill, then like a plateau, I guess you can call it, and then like the rest of the hill. And these guys jump over the plateau sometimes and land on a downslope. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's fucking It awesome. looks pretty cool, though. It does look pretty cool. Especially when you see like the big man, when you see the offensive lineman. Yes. Dude, you see get air, big man. Get air. Um, and then before we continue, Armando, I am going to have to mention my beloved Knights of UCF. I figured. Um, I mean, I, I knew they were going to make an appearance. So. Like, yeah, I mean, they're not in the top five traditions yet, but I mean, you, Zombie Nation, when there is no greater rivalry in, in the American conference than the bounce house and television cameras. Because um, <laughs> when, when Zombie Nation is playing... And that place is literally bouncing. There's a reason the stadium is actually called the Bounce House. That stadium is is bumping, and you can see it in the cameras. The cameras never stay still. Um, so that's, I mean, I love it. It's definitely cool. You'll see me going crazy at home during it. Um, annoying Las Bosa. Um, that's the way. But to yeah, do I, had, it, I had to get that in. I had to get that in. And I gotta lead into because we have two that we had talked about. The one that I got to go with, man, just because it gives you, like, a good feeling inside is Iowa's tradition. For those of you that don't know it, I thought I went researching it. It actually started in 2017. I thought it had been going around for a while. But what they do is at the end of the first quarter, there's a children's hospital that's across the street. So what they do, the fans, everybody, like, everything just stops, which is what's crazy about it. Like, it's almost like there's not a game going on. Everyone there turns around and waves to the children's hospital. And yeah, I don't so know, man, it's just emotional because it's one of those things that like you see the kids in the the hospital is designed hospital. in a way so the I believe it's the top four floors or something like that are actually they're next door to the stadium so the top four floors can actually see into the stadium they can watch the game they're watching the game so at the end of the first quarter and usually even the road team will yeah. participate in this. Like, this is one of these traditions that's done by both teams. It's not like, you know, everything that we've mentioned thus far is is very team-specific, right? Mm-hmm. Like, only Clemson goes around and runs down the hill. They don't let right. the visitors do that, you know? Um, this, every, Iowa turns around because it's it's behind them. Everyone behind, everyone behind Iowa turns around, faces the hospital, and they just wave. Wave hello. Like, hey, we see you guys and we know you're there. Hope you guys enjoy the game. And that is always a very touching, touching thing to see um, there. And then our final one, Mondo, I mean, I forgot about it because I'll be honest with you, I really don't watch the Big Ten. Um, but seeing the video go around, um, Wisconsin jump around, man, that was that was wild. And, yeah. and that's just fun. Yeah, and I actually saw it live because I was at my friend Jose's house because we, we were getting ready to watch the UM game, and that was a game that was on before it. And seeing it live, even though seeing it online is obviously great, 
seeing it live, it was weird because like, you see it and it's just it brings back kind of like memories because like that stuff goes around. It's been on YouTube. It's obviously that's been going around for a while. But when Jump Around comes on, man, and you see that stadium literally start, like you said that the bounce house bounces, that place is literally going nuts, man. I think I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we haven't seen full crowds in such a long time at this point. Yeah. Seeing it, it just it just it's that sense of normalcy and seeing it brings those chills because you haven't seen it. We last year, yeah, I'm sure Virginia Tech was playing Enter Sandman, but it wasn't the same. You know, I'm sure Jump Around was being played, but it wasn't the same. You right. know, it's the fans being there that gives it that the fans, feel. The fans, true, especially in college football, the fans make the difference, in my humble opinion. 100%. Um, so having them back, having their atmosphere is great. Um, I will say, as we're talking about college football, this is the one week that I've never been more prouder to root for the Esposa's alma mater, the Gators. We're all in the same boat here. <laughs> um, they're playing USF. Uh, so what do we say here? Horns down. Horns down, baby. It's so, probably the one time I'll know, say that. But. <laughs> I, like, I like how USF is like they had bragged, I think, about recently that like, hey, to be the best, you got to play the best. Like, uh, guys, guys, your last you <laughs> like four games against the Power Conference, you scored 10, ga- 10 points total. And the last three, I think you've been shut out. Yeah, it's been rough. Like – I guess if you want to be the best cupcake in the land, because I think they're actually scheduled to play Alabama next. I think in the next couple of years, they have you Bama. Kidding they me. have Boise State. No, no, no. They have. I saw this because. So we actually, you know, what a little breaking news. Dun 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 dun. So for those we a couple of weeks ago we discussed realignment in college football. Um, over the last I would say week and a half, Mondo, this is story has kind of developed really fast. We expected the Big 12 to make a move and try and expand to maintain some sort of relevancy. Mm-hmm. That move has come to light in four teams. Um, independent, BYU, and then, very smartly, the Big 12 is going after, I would say, three of the top-tier teams in the American. They're going after Cincinnati, who's currently a top-10 team. Right. They're going after Houston, which gives them another team in Texas, which makes sense for the Big 12. And they're going after UCF. All teams have submitted Smart. their application. All schools have submitted their applications. Could be approved as early as tomorrow, Friday. When you? Yeah, no, they're they're not playing around. The Big Twelve is it doesn't want to be seen as this weak conference. So USF is a little um, pissy, to say <laughs> the the best, because um, they are being left behind essentially by. Um, Leaving, leaving little brother behind. Yeah, well, because here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Many, many moons ago, the president for for USF made a big stink about not letting UCF join them in the Big East. Oh, I remember that. the Big East yeah. was a thing. And because, you know, USF had been for five minutes number two in the country. <laughs> right. It was when like, they had that Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very weird. Um, And so it was like... Yeah, so they successfully killed the Big East because they didn't let UCF in. Mm-hmm. Also, I found this out recently, and I, I tweeted about it, I believe. I don't know if it was on the this and that or on my page. Their president uh, tried to not let UCF get a med school. What the, what the hell? And the solution 
her solution was like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, USF will just put a med school in downtown Orlando. What? <laughs> so needless to say, in my humble opinions, karma's a bitch. Yeah. And now you're being left behind as we make a move into a Power 5 conference and you get to stay behind the American where you'll still finish last place even though we're gone. So, suck on that. that. (laughs) Take that, South Florida. Suck on that, South Florida that's not really in South Florida. (laughs) But now we're going to talk about something Mondo and me both like, and that's food. And what type of food, you ask? That is French fries, baby. And anyone that knows me knows I love my fries. Well, not all fries, apparently, as we discussed a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's not all kinds of fries, apparently, that you like, Mondo. Um, But just to lead off, and I want to go something off the board, and they're actually fries that I love to eat. And I, like, when I order from there, I look forward to their fries. You guys got a little Greek down there? We might, but I've never eaten there. Oh, it's actually it's actually awesome, dude. Um, I always get like the steak pita, so it comes like a little tzatziki sauce, steak, onions. They cook it really well, but they just have some really great fries. I don't know what seasoning they put on. I don't know right. what they That's do to their seasoning. fries. I don't know what they do to their fries, but they are absolutely delicious, man. I love, 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 love getting me some fries from Little Greek. Man, and so thinking of, I think one of my favorite fries has to be, and I've talked about this place before, but it's Five Guys. The fries from Five Guys for regular me, or Cajun, both. Am I allowed to say both? Because the thing is, I was right, thinking about because because the, the maybe what what I like about it <laughs> is they give you the fries and then they get a full scoop of fries and throw Just that in the over back the top. Too. Yeah, but I mean, for the longest time, I never had Cajun because I always was worried because I'm horrible with spicy, so I always thought that the Cajun was going to be way too much. But I had it once. And it just changed it for me. It's the, it's it's freaking amazing. And if you haven't had it, I promise you it's not hot. If I can handle it, Nati will tell you. If I can handle it, anybody can. <laughs> yeah. You know, those are those are good. Uh, so another fry. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. I was, okay. I was going to say, if, if we didn't put... Because they're on my list too. And Yeah. God, those yeah. Chick-fil-A waffle fries. I mean... First of all, they're huge, right? Because they're they're, massive. they're big fries, so and they're they're good for like dipping and stuff. Like I they they, they are the, the perfect fry, like to dip, in my opinion. Um, and they just they put the right amount of salt, which is sea salt. I love me some good sea salt, man. I, yeah, simple, I know I'm sounding it's simple, simple, but um, but yeah, no, I love me some Chick Fil A fries, man. I don't, I don't always get a large. I may not eat them all, but I'm gonna enjoy whatever I do eat from. Man. You kill me there because I'm like, all right, if he doesn't say Chick-fil-A, man, we got to say Chick-fil-A. And to prove that I am not a fry racist, and I don't know the last time you had them, but the curly fries from Arby's. Oh, like two weeks ago. There's an Arby's. <laughs> down, they opened an Arby's down the street from us. No, they, they did. Like, uh, you know what the Starbucks and the Chipotle and all that? Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they, they opened an Arby's like oh right next God. to it. So it's like Chipotle. They opened up some like dude donut shop that just opened up. So right. I need to go hit that up before we leave because I love me a good donut and um, and Arby's. So yeah, no, no, no. I've been able to hit. My, I've been able to cure my curly fry addiction. Those curly fries at Arby's, man. There, there was a point there when I was at FIU. I would drive down to go see Nati, obviously, and right by Nati's house is an Arby's. Yes, there is. And 
I gotta say, I stopped there a couple times, and I'd be like, "Hey, babe, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some fries," and she's like, "No, you don't need fries," and I would get them because no, they're delicious. Even though I will say that's not the best food that's by Nati's house. I don't know if they're still there. They had a fritas place that was by there in the shopping center. I don't um, know if it's still there. I don't know if it's still fact, there. They like, opened a Popeyes I, right by their house. Really? I don't remember that. Uh, I don't oh, buy it's, it's new. It's new. It's new. It's new. Is it? Yeah. Like, I know, like, I haven't been able, if there's somewhere in Orlando, or actually, you know what? I'm leaving Orlando in a week and a half. If there's somewhere in Tampa or St. Pete where I can get me a good Flita, please, someone tell me, because I'm Jones. How about brother? How about brother? I, I kind of look like I'm scratching for a hit right now, <laughs> um, the way I'm scratching myself, but um, I definitely need me a good fleet on my life i haven't had a chance to go in miami to get one just we're always running around always going out to see ne- next people time you're down i'll make sure that i pick mozo castle bro up. that's where i want oh, that's man. down the street that's down, oh they're the yes. best Batido, mommy, like make it happen like I, i'm pretty sure i'd rock last bolsa's world with that food like she like she'd yell at me why haven't i taken her there previously all this time and you haven't taken her there all this time and i and i haven't and i haven't taken her there um, and then my third favorite kind of fries that I like to personally eat, and this is another one that's a little bit off the board, at least for me, because I've been here in Orlando for seven years. But this place, I've told Las Boso about it. I, another place I haven't been able to go to in Miami, but I grew up going there. You ever went to Lila's? Lila's yeah, Steaks? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while. The giant, but, yeah. but the giant mountain of fries yes. that you would get on top of the steak. Yes, like those fries were always. I don't know because they made them with, with like the steak juice, like the they just cooked like, them in the steak juice. They, they cooked them with the steak or something like that. But you would get a mountain of fries on top of a steak, like a palomilla, right? It was a palomilla steak. I think it was the very thin. I think it was palomilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was palomilla. a thin steak. And those fries, I think now they're they're real cristal. I think they're called now. They're on one o. They're down bird, like bird in one o seven or something like that. Um, I forget where it is. <laughs> yeah, I forget where it is. I know they were going to close it, and then all of a sudden they were able to stay open. Thank God. Um, Praise the Lord. They yeah. closed down. But that, that I would say that those are some of my favorite fries to eat. That I just remember, like, they, the thing about fries, man, they bring they bring good feelings, man. Like, I've never been seen someone that's, like, sad eating fries. Man, and I got to say, because even, like, like, fast food, like, everybody's like, oh, well, fast food doesn't have good. It's not healthy for you and all that. I'm like, man, I don't care. Like, oh, the fast good. food fries for the most. I know, no, but fast food fries for the most part, like, aren't bad. Like, there's some that like suck. Like, I, I will call them out now. I I don't know about you, but BK fries for me, I can't. BK fries are the worst. I can't. Absolute I worst. I can't. They're so bad. Like Wendy's is hit or miss. Like of the major like fast food places, Wendy's is hit or miss. McDonald's, if they're hot. Yes, if they're hot, like if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat them there or soon, or you get them really not, hot, like fresh, like those are good. Wendy's, is, <laughs> yeah, Wendy's is hit or miss. It depends on who's doing the salt. Like sometimes they put too much, sometimes they don't put in any. Yes. So it, it's it's you know who has surprisingly good fries, Taco Bell. I was about to say that they have fries now, and I haven't tried them. Oh, Noah loves them. Really. No, absolutely. So is it like fries? Like it's legit they're like, fries? They're, they're, they called, like- they're called nacho fries because they give you like a cheese to put it in, mm-hmm. like to dip it with. Well, why not? No, doesn't, no, doesn't care for that. He just wants to fry. Because the fry essentially tastes like a seasoned fry. Oh, okay. All right. Um, which, speaking of seasoned fries, checkers. They're fully loaded fries. Honorable mention. I haven't had checkers in I don't know how long. So. Well, here we go. Story time. Um, back when I lived in Miami, um, before... 
before I moved up here, obviously, and even when I was dating Las Bosa, she got to witness this. Um, I would stay up to like one, two o'clock watching TV, doing whatever. And all of a sudden, I get hungry. There was a checkers on. I want to say it was Lejeune. Lejeune and like, like third and like, like Northwest like Third Street. Third. It's still there, by the way. Oh, of course it is. It thinks a legend. Um, and I would go there and just get the fully loaded fries. All, I haven't had that in forever. All the time, which is like bacon, their cheese, uh, ranch, just yes. coated all over their seasoned fries. Absolutely delicious. I love it. Um, even now, if I'm at the Checkers, I try and like, ooh, a Checkers. Hey, I'm going to get some of that. Because um, even Las Bosa agrees, those fries are, are pretty bomb. But So I was going there, like I said, three, four, five times a week mm-hmm. for these fries. So I be obviously became friends with the people there. They knew my car, like oh, it's you know the fries. Like they knew who I was. Like I was, right. you know, first name basis with this. So one day, I read a story in the Herald about a checkers that all of a sudden they went in one day and there was a thief inside the checkers after they closed because they literally closed like at four in the morning and reopened like a ten. Like right, they it like was some, six hours. Like yeah, because they were open super late, and they would open like for eleven. Like the right, people had to be there. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so apparently, the worker got there, opened the fridge, and saw the guy in there because that's where he fell into when he broke into the ceiling through the roof, <laughs> and immediately closed the door, locked the fridge, ran out, and called the cops. The reason I tell you this story is because I read that story in the paper. The next day, I go make my checkers run at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I talk to the lady. Hey, I heard you guys were in the news. So what was going on? She's like, oh, you saw that? It was me. <laughs> she was the one who saw the guy and threw the clover and locked it on the guy. <laughs> like, like this is a true story on my life that I am telling. This is story amazing. This happened. I'm not that imaginative. Like, Yeah, that's, 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 no, I, that's way too much to make up. Yeah, so that's a little story time for everyone on a Checkers Fries adventure, which, I, like I said, Checkers Fries, just awesome. There's not enough Checkers in the world, I feel like. Even though I think in certain places there are rallies. Yeah, like it's like, it's the like same the different version. It's like the same thing. Same like thing. Um, but obviously here in Orlando, it's Checkers and... and Miami, too, yeah. It's, it's yeah, they, I haven't... I don't know where the hell there's a Checkers here in Claremont. I don't think there is one. Um, Hopefully there's one in Tampa. Better be. <laughs> actually, officially, officially moving to Apollo Beach. Uh, for Apollo Beach. In, case, in case anybody actually cared about where I was moving to, um, <laughs> yeah, we're moving to Apollo Beach next Friday. So we um, we will be recording the pod earlier in the week as opposed to Thursday. <laughs> to, to make so life as easy to as make possible. life as easy as possible for me. So if you hear us kind of talking about stuff, if lines are a little off by the time we hear the episode, that's why. Um, but yeah, is there another fry out there, Mondo? You want to give a little honorable mention? Anything else? I mean, I, I, I got an honorable mention when it, only when it's hot though, and it's a little not off the board, but it's a little different because it's mixed with chicken on top of it. I don't know if you've gone to Ale House and had the uh, Zinger Mountain Melt because the Zinger Mountain Melt, pretty much, Alex, what it is, is that you get basically a massive plate of fries, you get like chicken strips. And they put whatever sauce with like yeah. loaded fries, like cheese, bacon, all that stuff. I love loaded fries from Ale House. I don't know how I didn't mention them, and that's a foul on me. Ale House loaded fries are absolutely fantastic. So I would eat those like just for lunch sometimes. Like I would order literally the fries. It has everything. It's got bacon. It's got 
potatoes, it's got onion, like, like, green onions, it's, you know, it's a well-balanced meal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just said that. Our Ale House's fully loaded fries are a well-balanced meal. Hey, you um, got your protein, you got your vegetables, you're, you're good, man. You got carbs. I mean, what else do you really need? I mean, it's some fruit, but um, that's yeah, weird fries. boring. Um... So, yeah, no, the Ale House fries are, are, like, I'm not a big zingers guy, but I'm definitely a fully loaded fries guy. Man, fully loaded fries completely changed the game. Because just good fries in general are hard to find. But when you load, put, you load up those fries with whatever you want, like, it's honestly freaking so damn good. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh. And that's the thing, I mean, it bums me out. When, when you mess up fries, like... You're really, like, you're fucking it up. Like, <laughs> no, no, there's no two ways about it. And it's like, man, now that you guys, like, th- this has made me hungry, man. And, I- and now and now that we're hungry, we're going to leave you, hopefully, to go find some fries and enjoy them. And that's going to be it for the, uh, this episode of This and That with Alex and Mondo. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at this and that AM. And don't forget, soon on YouTube at this and that with AM. See you next week, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>